0: The internet is a creative beast that is relentless, mocking, and to be honest, sometimes hilarious. And it can make you famous whether you asked for it or not. Just ask anyone who's become a meme. Kombucha
1: girl, the distracted boyfriend, grumpy cat, RIP.
0: The thing is those people made some funny faces and ultimately went along with the joke. But when quote
1: unquote Florida man became a trend, it encompassed a lot of different people, all
0: criminals and all for the wrong reasons. It highlights the sheer amount of ridiculous news about dumb crimes, where the headline always begins with Florida Man.
1: And where there's crime, there's a countdown. So today, we've got the top 10 Florida Man crimes. So get ready to laugh before realizing, oh my God, this really
2: happened.
0: Hey all you weirdos, welcome to Crime Countdown, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. Every week we'll highlight 10 fascinating stories
1: of history's most engaging and unsettling crimes, all picked by the
0: Parcast research gods. In this episode, we are counting down the top 10 Florida man crimes. I have to ask you, what do you think of when
1: you think of Florida? <laughs>
0: I feel like for this one, I'm gonna choose to plead the fifth. <laughs> You're gonna side shoe out of here 100%. 100%. Florida, you know, we all love you.
1: Yeah. Who doesn't love Florida? I mean, you have Disney World, you have palm trees.
0: But you also have some serious shenanigans. And, you know, I think you know that. You know that, Florida. You must. You know it. (laughs) Well, I remember when Florida Man actually became a thing Mm because I was in high school and we would just like crack up over the different cases of Florida Man and like type in our birthday and be like, what's your Florida Man doing? (laughs) I love that so much. That was one of those like social media trends that came about. And I usually hate social
1: media trends, but the Florida Man one is something that I think can unite us all. It's like the great unifier. It is. But to be honest, we could probably pick any state from the entire nation, and there would be a ton of dumb criminals. Yes. But
0: Florida, Florida's just more creative <laughs> about it. <laughs> I do feel the same. Like hosting two true crime podcasts made me realize that stupid criminals yes. are like everywhere. But Florida like has a way of just getting jiggy with it. Yeah, just ask Will Smith. <laughs> (laughs) You know, I just might. (laughs) You should do it. Well, guys, Elena has five Florida men and so do I. Not exactly how that sounds, though. (laughs) We don't actually have five. We do (laughs) not. We have five crazy things they did, but neither of us knows what kind of cuckoo is coming next. Ooh, let's start the countdown.
3: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, The gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be with a personalized plan and expert coaching. Anytime fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines get personalized support anytime, anywhere visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms conditions and restrictions apply. See website for details. A new
2: true crime podcast from the team behind up and vanished in 2016. Adventurer Justin Alexander was invited on a trek by an Indian holy man. They headed to a spiritual ground in the Himalayan mountains, a place beyond civilization. The holy man returned and said nothing, but Justin was never seen again. What happened to him? Dive into our investigation in Status Untraced. Available now. Listen for free on Spotify. I'm Tanya Mosley.
0: I'll start us off with number 10, the fake heart attack thieves, Tara Scott and Gennard Dupree. In December 2014, this Polk County dynamic duo used a fake heart attack in a Walmart as a distraction so they could push a cart full of toys out of the door unnoticed. The security footage of this is pure comedy. Oh, man. I love that they were thespians. I know. I also want to see this security footage. Really use that high school theater kid (laughs) experience. Right? (laughs) So they enter Lake Wales Walmart. They fill a cart with almost $400 of merch, including a motorized Barbie power wheel, like a big ticket item for Christmas, Uh, maybe? I would assume so. I always wanted one of those when I was little. I know. Those things are wicked. They were awesome. So then Scott moves toward the exit with the cart and Dupree drops to the floor and slow-mo and clutches his chest Yes. and Scott just walks right out the door as this is happening not worried about his <laughs> friend neglecting at all. that dude it's totally fine so the quote-unquote heart attack lasted 44 seconds wow okay
1: all right commitment
0: and then Dupree just gets up and walks out to the car like nothing ever happened and the best part of this all is that not one employee ever came over to check <laughs> on him <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Walmart, all right. So, of course, they were arrested shortly after, and both already had criminal records when this happened, so I'm shocked. that was not good for them. No. Dupree was on felony probation for theft, and Scott had been released from prison in 2013 after serving about a decade for armed robbery. Sticky fingers Magoo over here. So these are, like, serious criminals, yeah. and this is what they did? Wow. They were charged with grand theft in this case, though. Wow. Wow. It's a lot to unpack already. (laughs) Theater kids, am I right? Nine.
1: At number nine is Joseph Ramos, the man who in 2013 was arrested for being inside a stolen car while simultaneously having stolen property inside of him what (laughs) yes what does that mean oh i'ma tell you in december 2013 (laughs) ramos was just 21 when he was pulled over for reckless driving in a stolen car yes already we're not off to a great start right they take him to pinellas county lockup and they start the whole processing thing this includes a full body x-ray oh yeah now the x-ray is for you know contraband detection they want to spot metal, pills, plastics, drugs, and any unusually shaped items that may be concealed on the inmate's person. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Well, Ramos's scan was a little different. Okay. It revealed a dark mass in his stomach area. What? This turned out to be stolen jewelry from a previous burglary. He admitted to swallowing two necklaces.
0: So the necklaces were inside of his stomach. He swallowed. Try to picture swallowing a necklace. I can barely swallow an Advil. I can't even swallow gum. Like what? (laughs) ah. You
1: shouldn't. That's bad. No, it's not. So Ramos was transported to a local hospital, obviously. He underwent surgery to remove the jewelry from his stomach. Wow. Because they were like, that's not going to feel good coming out. Oh my gosh, My no, friend. Not at all. Let's take that out. And the victim of the burglary later identified the jewelry. So I think uh, their next move should be to get a whole lot of Clorox, I perhaps. would say so. <laughs> <laughs> they want that
0: bag. Wow. Eight. Number eight on our countdown of Florida Man Crimes is St. Petersburg Father of the Year nominee, Joseph McIntosh. Good old Joe decided to take his 11-year-old son to work one day in May of 2019. There was just one issue. Joe was a thief and took his son with him to burglarize a home. Wow. So not your typical bring your son to work day. Imagine being the kid and telling your friends I get to go to work with my dad. (laughs) And let me just tell you what my dad does. Yeah, we're gonna break into a McMansion. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. Well, 32-year-old Joseph McIntosh also had a 23-year-old accomplice with him when they burglarized a residence in St. Petersburg and they didn't get very far. The police arrived to find Joe on the front porch Hands and backpack full of things he had literally just taken from that Thank home. Thank God. Also on hand was Joe's 11-year-old son who was forced to be there by his dad. That's the worst parenting ever. It definitely is. And he picked up a nice felony child abuse charge in addition to his felony burglary charge and a methamphetamine possession. Good. He needs to get the child abuse charge. Absolutely. There was a lot going on there too. There is. The kicker? At the time, Joe was free on a $3,300 bond in connection with a drug bust for possession of meth, Xanax, and paraphernalia. All right. He's really killing it. He really is. He had just been released three days before he was caught for this crime. See you later, Joe. He's got a busy schedule, this guy.
1: Jeez. Seven. At number seven this week, we have a legit celebrity Florida man, NFL quarterback Cam Newton on the New England Patriots right now. Who knew? In November 2008, before Cam's father caused problems with the pay for play scandal, which almost cost his son the Heisman Trophy, by the way, Cam got himself charged for stealing a laptop. He stole himself a Dell and tried to get rid of it, but he wouldn't be on this list if there wasn't eye rolling moves ahead. Rolling in the deep, you would say. <laughs> Indeed, Adele. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Dad, oh, well, that jokes. work, Adele.
1: That's why I said it. All right, that works. So Cam Newton is in college at the time at the University of Florida. He decided to take off with a laptop that wasn't his. It actually belonged to another student. Typically a bad plan. Not a good idea. Investigators got permission to search Cam's room. When they do this, they overhear him on the phone talking about how to get rid of it. Wow. Talk about good timing. Not awesome for Cam. And Cam <laughs> had tossed it out of his dorm window. That's one way which to is do also that. A weird plan. Yeah. What are you going to do with it now? So the cops cuff Cam, they put him in the patrol car, and then Cam's accomplice starts blowing up his phone, which the cops now have. Oh no. Yeah. So the text messages are about how Cam's friend found the laptop and he hid it behind a dumpster At another school. Wow. Thank you for writing about your crimes via text. (laughs) In real time, they're watching like, oh, it's here now.
0: Let's go get it. Let's actually go to lunch really quick because all of this is already done for us. Yeah, no good. We can all take a coffee break.
1: So he was foiled, unfortunately, and Cam Newton was charged with grand theft, burglary, and obstructing justice. The laptop was recovered and he was placed into a pre-trial intervention program that ended
0: with all charges being dropped. I was wondering how he was on the Patriots if he had like a burglary charge. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess not. Six. Also on our list at number six, 20-year-old Milton J. Hodges, who, while running from his attempted robbery back in 2012, scaled a wall into a nudist colony (laughs) and then steals a golf cart while he's at it. This is already amazing. <laughs> so Hodges initially tried to rob a Lowe's store in Kissimmee, Florida by holding a pair of scissors to the neck of one of the cashiers. That's actually terrifying. I was going to say, like, <laughs> that sounded funny when I was reading it. And yeah. then I said it out loud and I was like, no, that's scary. So it's funny up until that point. Then you're like, oh, yeah, not funny. Luckily, the cashier was able to break free and went to go get help. But then Hodges started demanding money from another cashier. Jeez. He was chased away by witnesses and employees. So, like, go Florida. <laughs> yeah. And. on his improvised escape route, he just hopped a wall and landed himself (laughs) in the Cypress Cove nudist resort. (laughs) Wow. Of all places to land. That's a gift from the universe right there. I know. So he's still making it up as he goes. He commandeers a golf cart before getting caught and arrested. Wow. Milton J. Hodges was charged with attempted armed robbery, attempted battery, and burglary. So those improv classes did not pay off for him. I guess not. (laughs) I would also say like obstruction of like Nudist colony, (laughs) make that a charge. Breaking the rules, right? This list so far is incredible. The
1: fact that we have a nudist colony on here—I mean, it's already great. That was my favorite one yeah. so far. And
0: swallowing the jewelry—yeah, that was nuts. Florida, what's going on? Florida, Florida, what's going on down there? I also can't wait to watch the footage of the fake heart attack in Walmart. Oh, I can't wait. I'm gonna do that as soon as this we're finished so good. here.
2: Hi, it's Vanessa from Podcast Network and I'm thrilled to tell you that this month marks a huge milestone for us. It's the 4-year anniversary of a podcast I host called Serial Killers. If you haven't had a chance to dive into the stories and psychology behind the most nightmarish murderers of all time, why wait? There's no better time than right now to start listening. Each week we enter the minds, the methods, and the madness of the world's most sadistic serial killers from the Son of Sam, David Berkowitz, and the co-ed killer, Edmund Kemper, to Eileen Warnos, Ed Gein, and coming soon, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. And this February, look out for our four-part special on Couples Who Kill, following the worst love has to offer. Their names may sound ordinary, but their atrocities are anything but. You do not want to miss it. With hundreds of episodes available to binge and new ones released weekly, get to know the killers, crimes, and cases that forever changed the face of history. Follow the Spotify original from ParCast, Serial Killers. New episodes air every Monday and Thursday, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be.
0: All right, let's jump back in with number five on our countdown of Florida man crimes. Starting off the second half of our list,
1: 19-year-old wannabe robber, Justin McGilfrey. Bless his heart. (laughs) Back in 2008, Justin attempted to hold up two Daytona Beach convenience stores, by just pointing his finger as his weapon. No, he tamied it. Shockingly or not, it's Florida.
0: He got away with some cash and beer at the second holdup. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Have you ever seen Tammy with Melissa McCarthy? I haven't. <laughs> she does that. That's amazing.
1: February 24th, 2008, around 8 p.m., Justin McGilfrey walks into a Daytona Beach Circle K. He makes a fist, aggressively points his finger... It starts making demands. So, wow. Literally, like, pew, pew. <laughs> I will get you. I'm going to get you. The employee quickly realized this finger is not a deadly weapon That's and good. chased Justin right out of there. So, did not work. See you later. Goodbye. Well, Justin was not one to be deterred. All right. This was not the end of his night. So, 30 minutes later, Justin goes and gets himself a sidekick because he's like, it's not working just me. He's like, I guess we need more than two finger guns. We need heavily armed people with like four. I need at least
0: eight fingers
1: for this attack. Come on, let's do this. So he goes and gets 26 year old William Graves. Justin and William head to a 7 Eleven. All right. They pretend to have weapons. No word exactly whose fingers were actually involved, but they were both wearing red bandanas this time, so there's an appearance of threat because bandanas. Okay. (laughs) They were like, "This'll get them." Uh oh. They did have some success, crazy enough. Justin and William made off with forty-one dollars in cash, uh huh, some cigarettes, and a twelve-pack of beer. So a whole night worth of fun. A whole night. A whole night worth of fun. Both were obviously charged with robbery (laughs) (laughs) because this did not work out well. Not with a deadly weapon, (laughs) though. No, not with a deadly weapon. Justin McGilfrey was also charged with attempted robbery for his original finger pointing.
0: You know what they say, don't point a finger. There's three pointing back right at (laughs) you. That's a good one. Four. Landing at number four this week is the lead guitarist for the band Cannibal Corpse, Pat O'Brien. December of 2018, Pat was clearly going through a meltdown when police arrested him for breaking into a neighbor's house, assaulting officers, and finding a weapon stash in his burning home. So let's unpack the events of that night. Let's do it. All right. So since 1997, Pat O'Brien has played guitar with the death metal band Cannibal Corpse. Pat O'Brien. I feel like I have to say Cannibal Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse. It's like so hardcore. But he seemed to have like lost it a little when he warned his relatives of the rapture and that, quote, aliens have landed. Uh oh. So then one night in December 2018, this all escalated and he randomly broke into a neighbor's home and just shoved somebody that was there. All right. So the police arrive and he runs into the backyard and hides. And then he charged at a deputy with a knife and got the old taser before being arrested. The good old taser. We'll have a good old taser. Oh, but wait, there's more. Of course there is. The police realize that Pat's house is on fire. Oops. And they're like, What? (laughs) Uh, that's a problem. Uh oh, we have a lot more to unpack here. According to Rolling Stone, firefighters reportedly struggled to contain the blaze because there were, quote, military style flamethrowers in his home. Well, how else are you going to face the rapture? I guess, I don't know. He was prepared, I guess. You seem
1: incredulous.
0: I don't understand. (laughs) The firefighters also found an arsenal. 50 shotguns, one was illegally sawed off, 10 semi-automatic rifles like AK-47s, two Uzi-style firearms, and 20 handguns were in this arsenal. Seems fine. Nothing to worry about here. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Wow. That's like huge. Where'd you keep it? I don't know. What, you got a walk-in closet? I guess so. Come on, Pat. Lots of shelving in your home. (laughs) His bandmate said afterward that he was getting the help he needed. But if you're going to break, break big, I guess. Go big or go home. But you can't go home because it's on fire. Aww. 3
1: Sit up straight, Broward County. It's your turn. Uh-oh. Number 3 on our countdown of Florida man crimes is actually a woman. Her name, Shanetta Wilson. Okay. Shanetta landed herself in jail when she pulled a knife on another customer at a Dollar General store who was mad at Shanetta for passing gas while in the <laughs> checkout line. No. Classy woman. Minus the classy, maybe add some gassy. (laughs) (laughs) And you have a recipe for disaster at the Dollar General. No good. So 37-year-old Shanetta Wilson was in the Dollar General in Dania Beach, just south of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. She decides she's comfortable enough. (laughs) She's in her zen mode. She feels real comfy with everyone. She feels at home. It's like you said, she's in her 30s. She doesn't care anymore. Exactly. When you're in your 30s, you're like, I don't care. And she felt it. And you just toot. I think this was her moment. She walked into the Dollar General and she was like, this is where I belong. (laughs) So she felt really comfortable enough with herself to just let her body's natural tendencies go in public a man who was also shopping in the store didn't find her amusing you're cracking me and up and he made a negative comment to her about her behavior about her behavior about that behavior about the fact doing. that she yeah. tooted on him he was like you're feeling too comfortable <laughs> not one to be criticized this shenetta she pulled a small knife from her purse And told the victim she was going to gut him. Okay, that is an overreaction, Shanetta. Which, like, it's just someone telling you not to toot in public. (laughs) You don't need to gut anyone. Wow. Now, allegedly, Shanetta pulled her arm back as if preparing to attack. Uh Uh-oh. Which is probably the damning move that earned her that little felony. Uh Uh-oh, not one of those. She was arrested on a felony charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. She literally said gut him, but like, okay. I think maybe she had just watched like Scream the night before. Like, I'm going to gut you, but like, no, she didn't intend to kill him. No, not at all. Yeah, no, not at all. It's fine. I just wanted to see your insides. That's all. Shanetta is not new to the crime game. I don't know if she's new to the flatulence in public game, but she's not new to the crime game. <laughs> it
0: sounds like she's not new to the crime game. I not think she was real
1: comfortable She sounds like
0: it. a seasoned vet. <laughs> a seasoned veteran. <laughs>
1: Uh, her rap sheet includes convictions for battery, theft, marijuana possession, violating probation, and possession of cocaine with intent to sell. Wow. All right, Shanetta. Shanetta. Wow, you really got me with that last one. <laughs> yeah, Shanetta, man. Who's number 1?
0: Well, I don't know. know. I know. I was going to say you're <laughs> asking, but you know. <laughs> and it's not Shanetta. It's not. Which should have everybody like sticking around cuz who is it? I don't know. But you see. do. Let's find out. 2 We're down to the final two spots on our countdown of Florida man crimes. At number two is castration wizard, Gary Van Ryswyk. In August of 2019, a man called up 74-year-old Gary, who he found on the internet because he wanted to be castrated. Gary had a fetish for castration, but Gary was not a medical professional. No. So I know you can predict how this went down, but you know what? Let's indulge in the insanity. Yes. So the police respond to a 911 hang up call at Gary's house in Sebring, Florida. Now, Gary greets the police right away and admits that he just performed a castration on a man in this home that he owns. I love that. It's like greets them. He's like, hello, officers. Yes, I did just commit. <laughs> He's like, hello, can I get you some tea? I have some ice water in the fridge. Also, castration gone wrong in the other room. <laughs> Hell, to your left. So the patient was in his guest room holding a bloody towel to his groin oh, region. Oh, my. His testicles were in a jar on a table next to the bed. Yep. Gary had a makeshift surgical room with medical tools, and he used painkillers that he brought from England to, like, I guess, sedate the other guy.
1: Oh, my. So that was nice, I guess. None of
0: this is okay. The patient was quickly flown to a Tampa hospital for immediate medical attention, and Gary told police he met the patient through the Dark Web website for one of those interested in the eunuch lifestyle. Oh, one of those. Okay. Just that. The dark web. That's the scariest thing ever. The dark web is what it is. Dark. So if you don't know what a eunuch is, eunuchs are men who have chosen to remove their testicles for lifestyle purposes. And that's way too deep of a topic to dive in right now. That's all I'm giving you. I'm not ready to take the plunge into that one yet. Yeah, no. Me either. And also, Gary had no medical training, just a castration fetish, and he removed his own right testicle in 2012.
1: Wow, not a lot
0: of surgeons can even say they perform surgery on themselves. Seriously, I mean, so, he did have some practice. Okay, Gary. Well, he was arrested for practicing medicine without a license, resulting in bodily injury. A felony. Gary. Gone for a little bit. Hate it.
3: One.
1: And that brings us to number one on our countdown of the top 10 Florida man crimes. The best friend a criminal can ask for, Patrick Rempe. December 2015, 24-year-old Patrick was high on bath salts Uh when he tried to break into jail by ramming his truck into the building in order to visit his friends.
0: Stop! (laughs) Such a good friend. He just wants to see a friend. We all need a Patrick
1: in our lives.
0: (laughs) We'll stop at nothing for friendship. Can't stop, won't
1: stop. So Patrick Rempe decided he needed to see his friends who were locked up in the Indian River
0: County Jail in Vero Beach. Sometimes you just need a friend. Sometimes
1: you're just like, I just got to see my buddies. (laughs) I just got to. So surveillance video shows Patrick's 2002 Toyota smash into the glass doors of one of the jail's buildings. Oh my gosh. Glass shatters everywhere, but the car doesn't come into the building. Okay. But his car does start to smoke. I believe that. Because <laughs> he smashed it into a building. So Patrick decides to turn to plan B, which so glad he had a plan B. I know he had two plans for this. That's great. He wouldn't be on this countdown without his plan B. Oh. So plan B was driving at a high rate of speed into the security fence outside another jail building. Again, he didn't break through though. Wow. But Patrick's not a quitter, Okay. All right? <laughs> He's a lot of things. (laughs) He's a great friend. He seems like he's maybe emotional because he was just missing his buddies. But not a quitter. He might be codependent a little bit, (laughs) but he is not a quitter. No. He gets out and climbs the fence, but he hits a literal snag. He got entangled in the razor wire lining the top of the fence. Oh, no. Wow. Now, after he's been rescued by emergency workers, he spits on one of the deputies. Not good. No, that's rude. Real gross and not good. He was then sent to a medical center for injuries. Okay. Patrick later admitted to police he was high on the drug Flocka, which is similar to bath salts, and it can cause severe hallucinations and paranoia. I've never even heard of that. It makes sense, I it guess. does. Now, potential charges included aggravated assault on a law enforcement officer, battery on a law enforcement officer, three counts of felony criminal mischief, leaving the scene of a crash with property damage, and driving under the influence.
0: Uh-oh, Patrick. But you know what? Not uh-oh, because now he can hang out with his friends. He can. In jail. Look at that.
1: You know what? Yeah. I think Patrick was right there with Shanetta. Yeah. I love the both
0: of them. They should meet each other. They really should. (laughs) And the one with the finger guns. I love that. Oh, the finger guns was incredible. I mean, the toots really got me though. Shanetta wins. You always get the toots. Isn't it weird that half the crimes on this list took place in December? That is weird.
1: Something about the holiday season gets people crazy. Just gets people wild. Ooh. Ooh, So crazy. (laughs) That is weird. I honestly can't think of any honorable mentions or anything we left off because there's so many. We could have a series of these for like three years. And I was just going to
0: say, I would love to do that. Yeah. Florida Man Part 2. I love it. I'm ready. I think we got to do it. Ready and willing. Let's do it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode.
1: Remember to follow Crime Countdown on Spotify to get a brand new episode delivered
0: every week. You can find all episodes of Crime Countdown and all other podcast shows for free on Spotify. Spotify has all your favorite music and podcasts all in one place. They're making it easier to listen to whatever you want to hear for free on your phone, computer, or smart speaker. And if you can't get enough of these creepy crimes, check out our After Crime Countdown
1: podcast playlist on Spotify, where we've handpicked even more episodes about this week's
0: stories that we think you'll enjoy. And if you like the show, follow at ParCast on Facebook and Instagram and at ParCast Network on Twitter.
1: And if you like us, hello, Florida, I hope you still like us. We love you. Love you. You can follow our other podcast, Morbid Podcast. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, or you can follow us on Instagram, at Morbid Podcast, or on Twitter, at Amorbid Podcast. Keep it weird until next Monday, but, like, not this weird, guys. Don't keep it Florida weird, I guess. Never. Crime Countdown is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound design by Kristin Acevedo with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. Produced by John Cohen and associate produced by Jonathan Ratliff. Fact-checking by Kara McErlean. Research by Ambika Chotera, Jay Cahio, and Mickey Taylor. Crime Countdown stars Ash Kelly and Elena Urquhart.
2: Hi listeners, it's Vanessa again. Before you go, don't forget to check out the Spotify original from Hardcast, Serial Killers. Each week, join me and my co-host Greg for a deep dive into the minds and madness of history's most notorious murderers. You can binge hundreds of episodes, four years worth, and catch new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Listen to Serial Killers, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.